0: He's a serial entrepreneur and the CEO of Breathe Easy Consultants. He has a versatile background and international experience spanning over 20 years in several continents.
1: Hello, Barun. Welcome to the show. Very good afternoon, Anurag. Thank you for having me.
0: It's a pleasure to be hosting you on the show today, Barun, and uh, a happy new year to you.
1: Thank you so much, and a very happy new year to you and to all the listeners today.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure the Socially Desi audience is uh, eager to hear the first episode of 2021 from Socially Desi. And what a great way to start the new year by actually talking about something which we breathe in and out every day. Isn't that right,
1: And <laughs> Lots of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so too. So uh, guys, uh, to everyone listening out there, um, today is uh, a, a very serious discussion that we are going to do with uh, Mr. Barun. Uh, this is regarding uh, the, the air pollution, the kind of air quality that we have been breathing in and out daily. And especially with 2020 and the whole COVID scenario happened, uh, we saw that a lot of studies uh, estimated that an exposure to air pollution actually increased COVID deaths by 15% worldwide. So that's a, that's a very uh, steep number. That's a very a serious number to look at. So, uh, Barun, thank you again for being on the show today. So, to our audience, Barun, why don't you uh, tell us a bit about your professional journey so far?
1: Sure, Arurag. So, essentially, I have a very diverse background. I've worked in multiple industries, starting from commodities broking to high technology. But I sold the first MiG-21 flight simulator to the Indian Air Force. I did the first video-on-demand installation at the Time Warner Cables uh, location at Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I started a recruiting company. And then after all of this, I got uh, very tired and I took a year off. Okay. During that One year sabbatical. I was up in the mountains near Yamnotri. Mm-hmm. And one of the nights, it poured really badly and it opened up the skies like I've never seen below, before. And there was clear blue skies the next morning when I woke up and the contrast to the gray skies that I was accustomed to living in Delhi for a few years at that point in time, Mm -hmm. I felt that there was something that needed to be done. And we also, as part of the extended family, we have a building in Delhi called the Paharpur Business Center, which has been certified with one of the, having some of the cleanest air in the country and one of the healthiest buildings of the city by the Central Pollution Control Board. Okay. So I thought about it at that point. I said, we've got great air up here in the mountains of the Himalayas, up in Yamnotri. Uh And Delhi, the the skies are gray all the time. So something is a problem. Uh, and there is a problem in uh, with the air quality. And given we have a building, we have experience, we have the ability to figure it out. Why don't I go back to Delhi and start mm-hmm. something around air pollution? And that was okay. the birth of the idea. Uh, It became easier, of course, because we already had something in terms of measuring, in terms of technology, in terms of building, which had clean air. And so I knew what the inside-outside condition was. Mm -hmm. And I decided to help other people. Believe me, at that point in time, I had my own family members tell me that I had gone absolutely crazy. I was nuts (laughs) to start something that invisible. He's Mm -hmm. going to sell, he's going to make people aware about pollution, which is invisible. Uh, and they all thought that you know that one year sabbatical had driven me crazy and I didn't want to do anything for the rest of my life
0: and which year was yeah. this this is two thousand and twelve <laughs> I can imagine
1: yeah. so <laughs> there's no awareness of air pollution in the hmm. media the newspapers didn't talk very much about this issue at the time and I said no I think there's a real opportunity my own family said iskushni karna life mein, liye air quality we for hour but I think I persevered and it was a tough journey initially. My first eight months, our total revenue was a sum total of zero rupees, Mm. Uh, but I still uh, persisted. And uh, I think that paid off. Uh, We're today one of the leading indoor air quality solution providers in the country. We have one of the largest footprints when it comes to air quality solutions that have been deployed across the entire country and even internationally. Mm. So very happy where we are. We make a real difference in people's health and well-being. And professionally, I've always... I kept changing it. You know, you can see I had a very diverse background. Right. But for the first time, I feel that what I'm doing right now is making such a difference in people's health and well-being
2: hmm. that
1: uh, I feel that this is something that's going to go to the grave with me. I'm going to stick with this and make sure <laughs> I make it real, real. difference.
0: It it feels like home to you right now, isn't
1: it? It feels as if, you know, if they say follow your passion and everything else will follow. Finally, I feel that I've found something that I truly care about and I'm passionate about.
0: True, true. So true. And uh, talking about the uh, footprints, Barun, you are also a part of a lot of international bodies like the Indoor Air Quality Association USA. You're part of the Indian chapter, as well as the uh, United States Green uh, Building Council. So, um, you know, my question is that when you are part of these international bodies and you are always in touch and brainstorming around the kind of air quality which is uh, going on and the kind of air pollution which is happening across the globe, what sort of uh, innovations do you uh, feel that we need to drive in our nation uh, when it comes to improving uh, indoor air quality?
1: Well, that's a great question, Anurag. Uh, you know, over the world, uh, I'm part of many international organizations and part of many committees that create mm-hmm. standards. So we put in our thought processes, our think tanks in terms of the cutting edge work that we have been doing here in India. And given that the problem is so great, you know, people don't understand the extent of the problem we have in India. And just to put things in perspective, in the United States, when the reading of particulate matter gets up to 20, 30, 40 mm-hmm. micrograms per cubic meter, there is, they say shut down the city, schools are closed, and they give uh, warnings to stay indoors.
2: Oh, God. In okay.
1: India, when that reading comes to 300, 400 micrograms, which is 10 times worse than what it is over there, then also we don't give warnings to stay at home and shut down our schools. Mm. Uh, and from a health consequence perspective, there's huge impact that it has on health. I mean, there are studies which say that Indian lungs are weaker than European lungs, and it's been clearly proven that it's because of the air that we breathe as young as young children. And there's enough studies which show that we've lost, and on average, of three to five years of our lives because of air pollution uh, living in a city like Delhi or India. Mm, now, that's serious. what is it? You ask, what is it that we can do? So, mm. given the extent of the problem, I just wanted to put it in perspective first. There's a huge opportunity in front of us, not only for smaller budding uh, companies and entrepreneurs, but even for large, potentially for larger organizations. We've seen the likes of big organizations like Philips and Honeywell enter the Indian market, and even Dyson because of the air purification space. But there's a huge opportunity for innovating because what India needs really is solutions that are cheaper and work for the Indian problem. Uh, a lot of these problems are local. We create the problems ourselves when there are multiple sources of the problem in terms of waste, in terms of the automobiles and the fuel that we have, in terms of the burning of uh, wood and coal that we do in the winter months to, to stay warm outdoors, uh, anybody who's outdoors working outside at nights, a yep. whole bunch of different issues, right? So how do we come up with innovation that tackles some of these problems? Now, the one of the biggest challenges I see is with our authorities, what they are doing is they're putting band-aid solutions by putting up these mm. smoke towers around the city and potentially now even around the country. That's a complete waste of taxpayers' money. What we need to do is find innovation in finding how to fix the problem at source rather than first creating the problem and then having the principle of polluter phase and having these kinds of technologies which will try and mask the problem afterwards. Hmm. So very different approach that I would take. I would figure out technologies, innovations, products which will figure out the solution at source rather than first creating the problem, getting everyone sick and then potentially finding a way to
0: reduce that. Interesting. Interesting uh, that you talk about this, Barun. Uh, So I also completely agree that uh, as authorities, we have always been very reactive to any sort of a problem. So we need to be more proactive in terms of approaching the source and eliminating the problem there itself. So uh, does the government right now uh, work with, uh, uh, you know, these kind of international bodies, private bodies as well? Or do they have their own internal bodies that take care of all these decision-making and uh, finding out innovations uh, within the organization?
1: See, the government uh, is primarily focused on outdoor air pollution. Some hmm. of the international bodies that you have mentioned and that I am part of are mostly concerned with indoor air pollution. So hmm. there's a big difference between outdoor and indoor, right? right. Indoor is more of a, I, it's my home. I want to do something more about what I what I had inside my home. And it's more of a business related, industry related uh, kind of a problem. And people have products and solutions to fix that. However, yep. the outdoor air pollution problem, what the government has to deal with is very different. There are some societies which focus on the outdoor air pollution issue. There are mostly NGOs, not-for-profit organizations that work on the outdoor air pollution issue. I'm a co-founder of one of the such NGOs called Care for Air. Mm -hmm. And our mission is awareness, advocacy, and change. So we create awareness on the air pollution problem going to school children around the world and teaching them about air pollution and what they can do. Advocacy, we've got two very senior Supreme Court lawyers on our board and we okay. take the issue of air pollution to the Supreme Court of India and we file multiple petitions on our right to clean air
2: mm-hmm. and
1: advocacy uh, advocacy, and change so awareness advocacy and change and we take on small change projects to make a real difference so that you, however small it may be every step uh, makes a little difference and we take on small projects that we can actually make a real change uh, mm-hmm. in the world with regards to air pollution so those are the outdoor air pollution things and Slowly and steadily, the government is realizing that they need to engage with stakeholders, uh, all stakeholders. So the recent council that has been formed by the central government, uh, that council also has Mr. Ashish Dhawan, who's actually part of a foundation, which works on air quality. So they've taken one person as part of a six, seven member team, which is mostly government, uh, uh, you know, IAS kind of officers, uh, secretary level people but they've taken one person from an NGO, a senior person who's uh, set up a foundation recently or focusing on air quality. So that is a very positive move to see that it's not just stuck to the government bureaucracy system and they're open to bringing in someone from the private sector as well. So slowly, I think, They'll hopefully take the right decisions, hopefully move in the right direction because outdoor problem will take a long time to fix. It's not something that you can just say, this is it, we're going to do this and tomorrow the problem is gone. Yeah. It will take a sustained long-term approach to fixing the problem. And then also it has to be sustained. Even after it is fixed, it has to be sustained. I'll give you a quick example. In Mexico mm-hmm. City, they had a very major problem of air pollution it was one of the world's most polluted cities a few years ago. And they had a festival in the year where they would burn rubber tires as part of a festival. That would create huge amounts of air pollution. This is sitting with uh, Ambassador Melba Fria and she was telling me this story about Mexico. And when the, the citizens of the city of the country decided that this is a problem that is affecting their children, they came together and as a citizen group, they decided that even as part of their festival, they're not going to burn rubber tires. And okay. slowly it saw as more and more people took on the pledge to not burn tires, the problem started to get better. Mm. Now, it was better and this suddenly that name of world's most polluted city went away. And a few years later, again, they started. some people started to burn the tires and the problem came back. So, oh, until, okay. until you can sustain and continue the efforts that you will put to keep the pollution at bay, it's very easy for it to come back. And that's something mm. that Hopefully, the people who are looking at these problems and solutions, hopefully they think about it from a long term perspective, because at the end of the day, this is it's about our health. It's about our children's health.
0: True, true. I'm just wondering what Ghaziabad is doing, <laughs> because I don't know what are they burning there? <laughs> they are they are leading the charts right now. I was just looking at the IQ Air website and uh, i could see that all the ncr cities uh, including delhi are on the top 10 uh, names for the most polluted cities in the world so this is uh, uh, this is really serious and you know when you spoke about your journey and the way you thought of uh, the idea of starting this uh, business starting this idea around air uh, uh, you know uh, air purification uh, do you think that uh, this list where we see all the uh, delhi ncr cities being on the top 10 uh, how how do you see uh, the trends uh, uh, which changed from 2019 to 2020 was there a very drastic change uh, coming from 2019 to 2020 or uh, was it just you know uh, another step forward towards a more degraded state of air pollution
1: So, you know, I think everybody will agree with me that uh, right when the lockdown happened in April, March, end of March, April 2020, Mm. literally within a couple of days after that lockdown, there were blue skies. You could hear birds chirping in Delhi and there were blue skies. And that lasted for a while, uh, at least for that initial very strict lockdown that we had. So that goes to tell us that a lot of this problem is actually man-made. It is Mm. the automobiles, it is the industry, it is the burning of waste and garbage because everything shut down and waste was just accumulated for those few days initially because even the waste pickers weren't picking up waste. And so instead of burning it, it was just accumulating. And so all of those issues which are man-made went away. And we all thought that, wow, this is great. Air pollution is gone and it's not, it'll never come back. Hmm. But unfortunately, as the lockdown started to disappear, <coughs> as industries started to go, come back on, and as vehicles have come back uh, onto the roads, the problem has come back. And this year, Diwali and post Diwali, the numbers have been worse than last year. Also, so yeah. at the end of the day, you know, we are to blame for the mess that we have created, and it is up to us to figure out how we're going to fix the problem. Hmm. So I tell everyone, I said, look. Initially, you need to fix your home so that you make yourself stronger so that you can fight the fight to deal with the outdoor air and fight that problem in a long-term basis. But if if we don't protect ourselves in the short run, how will we be strong to fight the bigger fight of the outdoor air pollution issue?
0: True, true. Yeah. You can't isolate, basically. You can't isolate indoor and outdoors. So uh, unless, uh, you know, you have to start somewhere. So I guess indoor is uh, somewhere that it's under our control and we can start from
1: there. Exactly. I mean, indoors in my house, the readings are close to zero. So okay. when I have close to zero, even in the worst day of the year, then I pretty much, and I've done it for now, hundreds of thousands of homes and offices and malls and various schools and facilities. So if it can be done, it's a matter of choice right everybody has mm. a choice yes it costs money but it can be done and people can get clean air in their homes and get the perfect air I, I say my tagline is i bring davos to delhi
2: mm. so i was mm. at the
1: world economic forum in davos last year and i got interviewed by ndtv and amitroj a dear friend was there and you know he, i showed him a sensor on the streets of davos we got a reading of zero micrograms per meter. wow now, this is outdoors on the streets when it was snowing over there and it was super cold because people claim or state over here in Delhi that because it's cold, the pollution is bad. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's freezing in Davos and still I got a reading of zero. So why can't we achieve those kinds of numbers here? But I can do it indoors, but outdoors will take a much, as I mentioned earlier, will take a longer sustained effort from a policy perspective that we need to in
0: true true. and what are the uh, what are some of the measures that uh, individuals can take in order to control their indoor air quality
1: see there's uh, there's a lot of myths around indoor air purification and mm. outdoor air uh, and one of the major myths uh, especially in india that i face a lot is that oh if i get an air purifier in my house uh, or indoors then I'll get used to breathing clean air and my immunity will come down. You know, I have to go out as an Indian. Yeah. I will go out and then I'll be exposed to high levels of pollution. And if I have clean air for six hours or eight hours when I'm sleeping, my immunity will come down. And then when I go out and if I breathe dirty air, then I'll fall, I'll fall sick because my immunity will be down. <laughs> that is one of the biggest myths that yeah. I face in India because air pollution is an issue which is cumulative in nature. You've got to understand. It's like if I ask you a question, which is better? One cigarette or 10 cigarettes? The answer is? None. Perfect. Right answer. Uh, (laughs) But if I left you with no choice and I said you only have to choose between 1 and 10, and for your child, what would you give your child? One. Exactly. So 1 is better than 10. We all know that. Similarly, if I breathe clean air for 24 hours, I'm better off. If I clean, can breathe. If if I can breathe clean air for twenty hours out of twenty four, it's better than breathing no clean air at all through the entire day. Yeah, so essentially, true. the more pollution goes into our lungs, the blacker our lungs get. The blacker our lungs get, the more damage they get, and the more problems we have across the entire human body. So. That's the first myth that I wanted to talk about because it's the most common. Every day I end up answering this question and people ask me that, oh, will my immunity come down if I put an air purifier? So number one, big myth. Now, how do we fix the problem? The way to fix the problem is multiple uh, thoughts have to be put in place. There are multiple kinds of pollutants in the air that we have to be aware of. And I like to bucket them into three broad areas. One is particle pollution, This is particulates, PM10, PM2.5, PM1, that is probably everybody knows about because it's in the papers every day. Yep. The second one, which is a very important pollutant and there's not enough focus on, is carbon dioxide. Hmm. We all breathe out carbon dioxide and we breathe in oxygen. Now, when you stay in a closed room and when you put on an air purifier, your room is typically closed, your windows are closed, you're breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide. And slowly, the carbon dioxide level in the room starts to go very high. And a lot of times that is what gives you a headache and gives you lethargy, etc. People don't realize it. And a lot of times in the morning when you wake up, first thing you feel like doing is opening a window. Why? Because mm-hmm. the air in the room is very stale. So the second pollutant you have to deal with is carbon dioxide. And the third block of pollutants is volatile organic compounds. You have 1,200 different VOCs. Have you ever walked into a room which has been freshly painted? Yeah. You know that yep. paint hmm. smell? Hmm. That paint smell is volatile organic compounds VOCs. And that is hyphenogenic to the human body. Hmm. I'll tell you two other very simple... I'll tell you two very simple other uh, products that we use on an everyday basis that you'll be shocked to hear that are very, very harmful to human health. The first one is mosquito repellent. For example, you have that good night that you plug into the wall. Uh And that is... The moment you plug into the wall, it creates a little heat and that little tablet that you put on top starts to give out, diffuses a certain aroma and gas into the air, which is Mm -hmm. harmful to the mosquitoes. What does that do to the mosquito? It kills the mosquito. Now, if it is something that can actually kill a mosquito, do you think it does absolutely no harm to the human body? It is is doing harm, yeah. It is. So these are volatile organic compounds that actually harm the human body. Mm -hmm. The second one is deodorant spray. Everybody uses deodorant, and most deodorants, which are not natural and have chemicals in them, they also have volatile organic compounds. And you end up breathing every time you use a deodorant. You'll get a little bit whiff of that spray, especially the aerosol spray ones. You mm-hmm. get a whiff of that spray, and that is VOCs that you're breathing. Nail yeah. polish remover very high VOCs. Toluene is very high in a nail polish remover for the women who are listening. So every time you use these products, you've got to think about how to use it, when to use it, where to use it, and should you use it also or not. And hence, that will help in ensuring that you have better air quality in your home. So how do you fix all of these three?
2: Hmm.
1: A perfect solution is when you are able to bring fresh air from outside, as if your window was open, but you can't do that in a city like Delhi or a country like India, because the outside air is so polluted. But Outside CO2 levels are typically low. So if you can bring in outside air, remove all the outdoor pollutants like the particulate matter and the gases from outside and bring that air into your bedroom or your living room or your office, suddenly you have fresh, clean air. So that is the way that you can get the perfect air quality. Now, a normal air purifier, let's say you plug it into the wall, it is just recirculating the air within the room. It will remove particulate matter. But nothing to carbon dioxide and your CO2 levels will go very high in the bedroom. Uh, it will do very little to volatile organic compounds because VOCs are a little difficult to remove with filters. Hmm. So they are very good at removing particulate matter. Most air purifiers do a fairly reasonable job at removing particulate matter, but they are very poor at removing VOCs and CO2.
0: Okay.
1: So what we do, now an air purifier can be run in that recirculation mode and most people think of that because they don't know better. But what we do is we cut a five-inch hole in the wall. We connect a small flexible duct to our air purifier. And when we turn it on, it pulls air from outside. It cleans it completely through the air purifier at source and pushes that clean air into my bedroom.
2: Hmm.
1: So By doing that, it gives me fresh air. It gives me clean air. And most importantly, it positively pressurizes my room. This is another very simple way and most of our larger commercial uh, deployments look at how we can pressurize the space. So mm, if I can do that in a bedroom, positive pressure, think of it as a balloon, right? If I mm. take a little balloon, I blow it with air and now if you open the mouth of the balloon, is air going to go in or going to come out?
0: It's going to come out.
1: Exactly. The reason why it's going to come out is the pressure inside the balloon is higher than the pressure outside. and so air from inside will come out yeah similarly in my bedroom i create a slightly positive pressure not a lot it's not like a balloon that can burst but very <laughs> very tiny amount of pressure yeah. so clean air will leak out from a, you know every door a window will have a tiny little gap even if it's one mm. Mm-hmm. and from that one mm gap my clean air will leak out and when it is leaking out nothing can go in because nothing can go inside the balloon because pressure is higher so if nothing goes in and only clean air is leaking out, eventually my air in my room becomes perfect. Zero mm. particulates. As long as at source, the machine that I have cleaning the pollutants at source is the right quality machine with the right filters.
0: Yeah, that's, that's key actually to have the right kind of filter and the right kind of uh, machine or the system in place. Correct, correct so how do you figure it out that's that's the main question because uh, to uh, to a layman because that's very difficult to understand what exactly should i go because when you go to the market and you see uh, online you look at so many different products from almost every other manufacturer
1: just contact me
0: <laughs> that that we would definitely do uh <laughs> I'm just kidding. So no, no, you no. Have... the thing is, the thing is uh, to a layman, how, how does that person figure out, you know, what exactly uh, is the right thing
1: to do? Yeah. So there's a few things that a layman should think about. One, always try and uh, certain things that you need to do in your room before you even think about the machine. Okay? Mm-hmm. Try and ensure that all your gaps in your windows and doors are as well sealed as possible. I've even had certain clients who care so much that they've got the entire window system changed to better sealed windows because it makes a big difference to the air quality. Uh, so that's the first thing. Second, reduce carpets in your bedroom. Or Carpets are a big source of pollutants because they hold a lot of dust and dirt and slowly give it out at the moment you step on it when that dust comes up. Mm-hmm. so Minimize the clutter in your room. Ideally, have only your sleeping mattress which also should be vacuumed on a regular basis because a lot of dust mites can settle into your mattress uh, and have minimal stuff in your bedroom where you're sleeping. That's number one. Okay. So second, when you look for a machine, ideally look for a machine which has a high quality HEPA filter, mm-hmm. and ideally you want something with a minimum of H12 H13 rating as the best. The best HEPA filter on the machine should have a minimum of H12 rating. It should have a very high quality carbon filter to remove odors and VOCs. And I think the carbon filter should have potassium permanganate. So a lot of our large deployments that we do for large buildings, we put a very special carbon filter which has potassium permanganate in it. And that helps remove a lot of the harmful gases that are there in the air. And lastly, in a place like India, you have a very high amount of coarse dust (laughs) yeah. Because we have a very high level of coarse dust. So you should have a good coarse dust filter on your machine because that will ensure that the life of your expensive HEPA filter goes up. Otherwise, the HEPA filter will get choked so quickly that you'll keep changing that and that is typically a very expensive filter. True, true. So these are the measures that one should keep in mind. Now... If one wants to go to the next level of ensuring even carbon dioxide and VOCs are completely eliminated or taken care of, then one has to think about cutting a hole, bringing fresh air from outside and connecting that machine to the hole. It's been done with a couple of different machines. People do a lot of regard. Once they've seen our solution, how we've done it professionally, And our solution, unfortunately, is a little expensive. Mm-hmm. But... When somebody looks at it and says, oh, can I do it cheaply for myself? They might come up with a Jugar solution and at least get 60, 70, 80% of the way there, uh, which is possible. But at the end of the day, the key is bring in air from outside, cleaning it completely with the right filters and sealing your room as best as possible. Now, if you can do these three things, you will have the best air quality in your room.
0: No, I guess these these tips are really important and uh, to all the Socially Desi audience out there, uh, please make sure that uh, whatever Barun is telling you, these are uh, a few simple steps that you can take in order to improve your indoor air quality. I mean, like he said, right, I mean, even if you can't attain that 100% uh, quality, uh, you know, indoors, but at least reach uh, above 50%, 50%, 60% so so that, you you know, you can at least start that journey of uh, cleaning your air indoors so that's that's really important uh moving on uh barun so we spoke about indoor air quality okay and we also spoke about that yes uh as individuals we cannot control uh the outdoor air quality which the authorities are taking care of uh but we have seen a surge of uh you know face masks come out uh, in the last year Right. And uh, that was one of the ways that uh, people, you know, started using masks because of the COVID as well as, you know, they thought that, yes, somewhere down the line, it can also help them uh, to breathe uh, clean air. Uh, So tell us about uh, what what are the do's and don'ts when you go about buying a mask?
1: (laughs) That's a great question, Anurag. And you're right. In the last, since COVID the number of people who are selling masks and the number of types of masks that are available in the market is unbelievable. Mm. Uh, We've been selling masks now for the last uh, seven, six, seven years. And it was a challenge. We sold a few, but nowhere compared to the number of masks we sold in the last uh, few months, eight or nine months. Um, uh, In the past uh, We may have sold maybe a thousand, two thousand masks in one season or maybe 5,000 masks in a season, in a good season. Now, we're at 1,000 masks in two days is literally the kind of numbers that we're seeing Uh, because the awareness levels have gone up tremendously. and And I think more than that, right now, it's because it is mandatory. You get a 2,000 rupee chalan if you don't wear a mask. So a lot of people are wearing it because of the fear of the chalan. Uh, anyways, what should one look after? What what should one consider while wearing a mask or while buying a mask? Very simple. Uh, a, you have to be able to breathe while wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the very, very sophisticated masks, which are N99, N95, sometimes you wear them and you feel completely suffocated wearing them because the breathability in that is very poor. Second of all, it should have the right level of filtration. And this is a balance. The higher the filtration typically, the more the pressure and hence the more difficult it is to breathe through a mask. So how do you balance the right filtration for viruses and for particles and create the right breathability in a mask is the biggest challenge. Right. And, and I think technology and a lot of people are innovating in that space. And we also just launched, I mean, we've been working on this for a very long time. And just a couple of weeks ago, we launched a new product which actually takes care of all of that. It has reasonably good breathability Mm -hmm. and it has very, very good uh, filtration capability. And more than anything, from the Indian mindset, it is washable up to 50 times. We've even got a good lab like SGS to test the efficacy of the filtration after 50 washes. And they've given us Nearly identical results before the first wash and after fifty washes on that mask. Mm -hmm. That's how good it is. So, what do you want to look for? You don't want to buy masks which are hundred percent disposable because it creates an environmental disaster. Yeah, Uh, you can't wear one mask one day and throw it and buy wear a new one the next day because environmentally it's really 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 bad for us. You want to buy something that is reusable. Uh, When it's reusable, it needs to be you need to somehow refresh it because if you wear a mask and there's odors and all that maybe may come out of a mouth and it sticks to the mask, then it's not pleasant to wear that mask over and over again. True. So either it has to be washable or it has to have some feature on it which will ensure that the odors and smells go away and the viruses and bacteria don't stick to the mask. The last part is the fit. You should always wear a mask which fits you very very well because the moment you wear a mask that is either too big for your face or too small for your face and there are leakages on the edges of the mask then wearing the mask is as good as not wearing the mask yeah so you may get saved from the chalan but (laughs) you're not going to get saved from the virus or the pollution which you're actually wearing it for Mm. so that is uh, the fit is a very very important thing now we, again, if you recall, i talked about the whole concept of positive pressure in a bedroom and how that gives me the perfect result in my bedroom. We took that same concept of positive pressure and we actually applied it with our mask. Okay. We have a product called the Easy Flow Mask. Mm-hmm. It is the world's most sophisticated mask, if I can say so myself. What that does is it is a tiny gadget which can hang with on your on your neck mm-hmm. and it stays in front of your uh, body it's got a tiny filter in it and it's got a tiny fan on it and it's got it's got a tube that connects to that gadget and you can connect that tube to your mask now when you turn the gadget on you recharge it like a phone you charge it overnight and it will last one charge lasts you anywhere from 6 to 12 hours you turn it on it pulls air from outside it cleans the air through the filter okay. and pushes it through the tube into my mask. Now, what does that do? A, it gives me fresh air, so I don't feel suffocated while wearing a mask. A lot of people feel suffocated. There's heat build up during wearing a mask, especially in the summer months. People start perspiring with a mask because of the heat. So, in this case, now I have a fr- I have fresh air coming into my mask. So it's like a little fan action inside my mask. Mm-hmm. It's clean air because the filter removes all the pollutants even better than any regular mask because it's a 3M certified NH13 filter. So it removes all my viruses and particle, uh, particles from the air and it creates slight positive pressure. Hmm. Okay. So now, clean air leaks out of my mask but dirty air cannot come in. So even if the mask fit is not 100% perfect with this system I am still assured to get clean air versus any other system.
0: Hmm. Interesting. And who is this mask uh, targeted towards? Because I could see uh, an athlete uh, running in your website uh, for the picture. So is it? Is it?
1: I would not uh, wear it for running. To be honest with Mm -hmm. you, I would probably. It's okay for a walk, but I wouldn't wear it for a run. Uh, it is being targeted right now. Healthcare workers, doctors, nurses are buying this left, right, and center. Okay. Uh, people who are flying, you know, when you're on an aircraft, you have to wear a mask. And it's very uncomfortable to wear a mask constantly for two, three, four hours. Mm-hmm. I'm Next week, I'm taking a long flight for 15 hours to the US. And I will be wearing my Easy Flow along with the rest of my family who's going with me. Because for 15 hours, if I have to wear a mask, I want to be comfortable. Yeah. If I wear the Easy Flow... I'm 100% comfortable and safe and I know I'm completely protected from anybody who might be sitting next to me also. Mm. So people who are traveling and the healthcare workers are the ones who are buying this a lot. Okay. But really anybody, anybody who steps out of the house can benefit from a mask like that.
0: Interesting, interesting. Uh, and uh, uh, guys, uh, to everyone listening out there, uh, Breathe Easy has been kind enough to uh, sponsor a giveaway with the Socially Desi show. And uh, this is going to be our uh, first giveaway of 2021. Um, and here, uh, Barun, would you like to uh, tell our audience so, uh, what are they going to get in the giveaway?
1: <laughs> sure, sure. So we have a few giveaways, uh, which uh, adrag you're going to lead for us and figure out uh, who who (laughs) wins these. But uh, we have a car, a breathe easy car air purifier. So anybody who's out and about in their cars and they're breathing the harmful sulfur dioxide and the nitrogen dioxide and the particles that are outdoors uh, for you, you will be, if you win, you will get a breathe easy car air purifier, uh, which will uh, pretty much clean out the air inside your car within 10 to 15 minutes of turning it on, it gets to some pretty good numbers as tested by us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the second one is one of these easy flow masks that we've been talking about. Uh, this easy flow mask is, like I said, one of the world's best products that I have ever seen in terms of masks. Um, it uh, will change your life once you wear it. If whether you're going outside your home, you're going to take a long flight or a short flight, uh, or you're a healthcare worker, this is a mask that can truly change the, what, uh, if you have to go in, I've gone into a hospital a lot in the last few months, okay. for talking to doctors, et cetera. Uh, and always I will wear this mask and go, because I know it has protected me completely when being in those kinds of environments also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are also giving away uh, our newly launched carbon masks that we launched a few uh, days ago, which is that fi- washable 50 times washable mask, which has very high viral filtration efficiency, good particulate filtration efficiency, and it has pretty good breathability as well. Yeah, so We have a few of those carbon masks for giveaways, hmm. and hopefully everyone listening and whoever wins is, uh, is going to enjoy this.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure. So guys, all you need to do is go to sociallydesi.com giveaway and you will find all your details there. You will find all the details how to enter the giveaway. It's a simple step, simple one single click to enter the giveaway. And uh, I've also gotten the uh, carbon face mask myself uh, from Breathe Easy. They have been uh, kind enough to send uh, a couple of review units. So I'll be doing a thorough review uh, for the next couple of weeks uh, around the carbon face mask and I'll share my uh, honest review with you guys on our uh, socially desi platform as well uh and uh thank you so much uh barun for uh, sponsoring this giveaway and before we wrap up the episode uh the last question that i have for you on the show is what has covid taught us uh, with respect to air pollution and health
1: ah oh, what has covid taught us you know i think uh, i'll quickly uh I'll quickly mention that air pollution has been a journey for me. And there have been three critical events in the last eight years of uh, this journey that have really changed uh, what has happened in the world of air pollution. Mm -hmm. The first one was the U.S. Embassy uh, releasing or making public the data related to air pollution. Uh, I think awareness levels, conversation levels went up tremendously when the u s embassy started giving that data of air pollution publicly. yeah the second event happened when President Obama visited India, and there was an article in the newspaper that said that you know just three days of his visit, he has lost four hours of his life because of air pollution. A lot of people started to question saying, What about us we live here? how is that uh, how's that impacting us yeah and the third third big event, which I think is going to be a real game changer is COVID. Uh, With COVID, people have, you know, multiple things have happened. A, people have realized that viruses like COVID are not, even after this is gone, there'll be something else that is probably bound to come in the next few years. And we need to be more and more careful about the air that we breathe, and especially in indoor spaces. COVID has taught us that health and life are more important than anything else in, in the world. And so people are putting more effort and more uh, energy into their own health. And uh, health and wellness is, you know, we drink, we always try and drink clean water. We try and eat good food, Uh, but you drink three to four liters of water in a day. You eat anywhere from 200 to 400 grams of food in a day, but you breathe 12,000 liters of air in one day. yeah It's a very important part of your health and wellness in terms of what you breathe. And COVID has really told us that, uh, that it, it, it has changed the way we think about the air that we breathe and what what we need to do about it. Uh, there's a book that we've written, "How to Grow Fresh Air." It's available on Amazon. And- mm-hmm. uh, very simple ideas on what people can do on how to how to grow their own fresh air and how to breathe clean air. In our building, we have uh, seven thousand natural plants that produce oxygen for us and. Uh, all the occupants in the building, and that's also mentioned in the book and how we do that, uh, which uh, can be very useful. Because it's not just these known pollutants like PM2.5 and all, but also a lot of our garbage burning, we burn plastics in the air, which creates dioxins. And that's extremely, extremely harmful and carcinogenic to our human body. Mm -hmm. So that plastic burning and the dioxins that it creates in the air We need to understand those better. We need to ensure that we've eliminated that from our living and breathing spaces so that we can live healthier, we can breathe healthier and and overall be healthier.
0: So true, so true. No, thank you so much, uh, Barun, for sharing all these insights, sharing tips, sharing do's and don'ts with us. And I'm sure all the Socially Desi audience would have gained a lot of insights, key takeaways from this particular episode. So with that, uh, we have come to the end of this episode. Uh, Thank you so much, Barun, for being on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a complete pleasure. Happy New Year, everyone, again. Thank you, Anurag, for having us and all the best from the Breathe Easy team.
0: That wraps it up for today, folks. If you liked the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends and let's go viral. Remember to check out breatheeasylabs.com for all their products as well as don't forget to enter the giveaway at sociallydesi.com slash giveaway. We would love to have Barun on our show again in the future to discuss more about air pollution and how we can make our lives better with cleaner air. So if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white and everything in between.